You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate. My name is Michael Kushner, and I'm so happy you're listening to this next episode. I feel like every intro of my episodes start like that. I'm like, I am glad you're here, but I am. Because it's exciting. I have Lindsay Lavin here today. Lindsay Lavin is one of my best friends, and she's a klutz. <laughs> the biggest klutz. Yeah, first of all, like in the studio, you're, you knock things over all the time. And I just knocked into something a second ago so (laughs) So we're on brand Mm -hmm. um before i even like introduce you and tell you like who you are i like to um do like level playing field and i want to know about your day so tell me your rose and your thorn of your day oh i guess my (laughs) i did literally nothing today you guys so (laughs) the the rose of my day was probably getting really cute pictures of my niece's um, before school. So I woke up to some really, really cute photos. Yeah. And then the thorn was probably just trying to get here in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> that I, was it. The city literally does not know how to compute when it starts to drizzle. No, it's not good. But my commute we was pretty good. My my New Year's resolution was like to not have a resolution. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is to be like, just like keep living your life the way that you're living it. But um, one of, like, my goals is to, like, not Uber as much. Oh. And so I'm really, I know. (laughs) But I'm really just, I'm really trying to just take that train. Really just trying to do it. Yeah. I get it. And it pulled, and it came through um, today. Got me. For Midtown, I feel like it's easier for you. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Because if I hop on the A or the C, Mm -hmm. I'm in Midtown in 15 minutes. Yeah. So if it's really working, then I'm there in, like, 15 minutes and it's good. Right. So... Linz, yeah. How would you describe yourself as a multi-hyphenate? I say that a multi-hyphenate is an artist who has multiple proficiencies across pollinate, self-flourish, professional capabilities. You hear that all the time because I say that to clients in the studio. How would you describe yourself as one? So I would describe myself as a multi-hyphenate because, I mean, the in the literal sense, I am a performer and I'm also a makeup artist. Right. Um, and that's just right now is mostly what I'm doing are those two things. Yeah. But, um, and you know, so do, uh, doing makeup keeps me in the, you know, in the industry. And so when I'm not in a show, I'm still surrounded by people in the industry. And so it's always moving me forward and I, I get to be creative and it's amazing. And I get to be with you almost every day. Yeah. So it's uh, incredible. But, um, other than that, I mean, I've been in the city for almost 12 years, so I've done so many things since I've lived here. And, you know, I, I've i always just kind of hustled and figured it out. And I think it's exciting and fun to find new things because once I'm doing something for too long, I'm probably getting super bored of it after a while. Yes. So, I've experienced that from you firsthand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows this is true. So, uh, so yeah. So I feel like I definitely fit in in the multi-hyphenate world. Now, you... You know, I think the question that I get is like, how do you start? Like what, how do you even start doing this thing? And you got introduced to show business um, through one of the leading multi-hyphenates and that's Seth Rudetsky. Yes. Can you tell me about your start to the industry and how you kind of just 
got here? Yeah, for sure. So I went to Berklee College of Music in Boston, and um, you know I majored. Lindsay in- is like the fiercest vocalist. It's amazing. <laughs> She's you. amazing. Um, so I majored in. Uh, voice and songwriting and I was just in like the musical theater club like I did not really do musical theater but being in the musical theater club did show me that I my voice lent itself you know to theater and that I I liked it because I didn't really grow up doing a lot of theater at all so when MySpace was still a thing and I had my cool music that I wrote on MySpace, um, somebody from high school reached out to me and was like, hey, I work at Sirius Radio. If you ever needed anything, let me know. And I immediately responded and was like, yes, I need something. Like I thought I wanted to work at Sirius Radio. And I was like, what better way to like merge both things? Like, you know, because my school would tell us like it would be awesome to work at a radio station. So I was like, I want to work at a radio station, but like the Broadway channel, like yeah. how cool would that be? So I was like, can you get me Seth's info? And he immediately got it. And there was only like a few months left of school. I was a senior and I I emailed him and I didn't hear back. I followed up like a month or two later. I think maybe he got back to me like, I'll look into it. But then it was like a week before graduation and I didn't know what I was going to be doing. And I knew I wanted to move to New York, but I didn't know like I needed a reason. And it was a week before graduation. I was done with my last final, literally taking a tequila shot in my apartment. And a New York number calls me and it's Seth calling me directly, just being like, hey, you know, he's like, hey, girl, you can't work, you know, at Sirius because you have to be a student to like be an intern there. But like just move to New York and be my assistant. And he didn't know me. And it was like the craziest thing ever. Yeah. And it was so cool. And I moved here and stayed with my sister-in-law for a few weeks before I found a place. And then after working with him for like a month, he was like, I have some time. Let's sit at the piano because he had never heard me sing. And I sang for him. And then he started just putting me in whatever he could. And he's literally the most amazing human being ever. I also I want to point out that Lindsay is going to mention her family members about 92 times in this podcast. And just want you to know that like she has 1600 cousins. She has how many? I have five nieces and nephews, <laughs> one on the way, so will be six, and actually another one too. My cousin's, I, my cousin's son, I consider my nephew, and you know, just I'm obsessed with my family. No, you are, and I love that. <laughs> I'm obsessed with your family too. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you think is the lesson out of that? Like, what do you think someone, a younger artist, that is like, how do I start? What can they take away from that? Honestly, it's like about not being scared to reach out and it's not about not having any shame obviously but it's kind of like you just you just have to go for it you yeah. like I was nervous to like send multiple emails to Seth he had never heard of me I, you know this was like so random but I was like the worst that could happen is he never responds right but that's not what happened you just have to take the risk you have to take the you know you just have to go for it I think that's a such a common theme uh, uh in this industry is like I there I, I brought this up in a, in a previous episode but it's like if you are worried about bothering someone you're in the wrong industry right. you have to knock down doors until you get an answer whether it is yes or no right um in my experience if I do get a no I will keep the door open right. for possibility in the near future. Of course. Or like leave that correspondence very positive and very open. And then 
if I do need something again, be like, hey, we had that great conversation a few months ago about this. I was wondering if I could, if we could actually modify that request and do this. Yeah, and- you just, every, every situation is going to be different. Right. And obviously you have to read that, you know, as it comes, but you can't be afraid because like they, the person you're emailing probably did that millions of times to somebody else. Right, right, right. So like you have to just remember that like everyone's been where you've been at one point mm-hmm. and they get it. And yeah. again, like you said, if they said no, that's okay cuz they're not like doing it to be mean. They probably just couldn't make it work in that time yeah. and you never know what could happen down the line. Right. So keep it positive obviously always. Or, you know, uh figure out what is the best situation for the two of you to do. Like there have been a lot of up and coming photographers that have um, emailed me being like, can I watch you work in the studio? And that for me crosses a boundary. Like I don't feel comfortable with that just because like I have my little bag of tricks that I like to, you know, that, that you're only going to get if you're shooting with me. Right. I don't, I'm not going to give away my goodies just with you sitting in the corner and then my clients like what's going on. (laughs) Why is this person staring at me? Like, um, but what I what I did do, <laughs> what I did do was I uh, followed through with one of the photographers that emailed me, and I said, "Well, I don't feel comfortable with that, but why don't you shoot me? Why don't you photograph me, and then I can give you feedback in the moment." Totally. And that was good. And then I paid wound up paying her afterwards, and she didn't want to take my money. But I was like, I think the biggest thing that you can learn is to take someone's money and to understand when to take someone's money. Like for sure. You know what I mean? Um, But I think that as long as you find, you know, a relationship, you start your relationship, how do you relate to each other? Then I think that person can get something out of the deal just as much as you can. Yeah. There's always room for that. Like it's just going to depend on the person and what you need, but the, literal bottom line is like, you have to go for it. And, you know, I think one of the most things that I get from like friends, you know, cause most one of, of my friends, most one of the most things, one of the things, <laughs> what? Only I would call out the Lindsay first for that. one. There's going to be the many more of these things. things that I say that make no sense. So one of the things I get the most from my friends, there we go, is, um, like, they'll be like, you know, I want to reach out to this person, but I'm scared. Or like, is this like, you know, they'll have me read an email like 50 times before they send it. And I'm like, I just don't think that the stakes are that high. I think that you should feel like you're on the same like level in a way, because these are eventually going to be your peers. If it's someone that like you idolize or look up to, you want to eventually be working with them. So you have to sort of give out that energy too. Like it can't just be like, nervous, you know, energy getting sent to them and right. they'll be like, I can't, you know, they might just say no because they don't want to deal with it or whatever. But yeah. I do you really I mean, yes, it you have to put in the work. You have to be able to like create the package really, you know Well, of course, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to make yourself be as presentable as possible. But it never hurts to at least just send that email and then you can always learn and see, okay, I didn't need to include that in the email right. or I didn't Exactly. Um, but you're so now your journey into makeup, how did that happen? So basically, 
Michael. So we, so Michael and I met, this is our love story. We met doing one of Seth's shows. We met doing um, one of his concert for America's. I think it was the first one. Yeah. And it was actually like one of the, the most emotional ones because it was like the start of it all. And like when he got elected, we'll say he. Yeah. And uh, it was an amazing night. It though. was crazy. Yeah. And I, we met backstage through our friend. And I think I had already given you my deposit because I was shooting with you. Yeah. But I never, I didn't know what you looked like and I didn't know you. You already gave me you. a deposit. Yeah. And um, so I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to see you in like a few weeks. And so that kind of like broke the ice. And then I think the next time we hung out was when I did the shoot. But I think we went to the movies that night. Like, yeah. Yeah. And we Ma- just. Because Max assisted. Our mutual friend is Max right. Crum. And- we like met him at the movies or something. Yeah. And then like we just started hanging out. And then you were like, you know, your makeup always looks pretty on point. Like, would you ever be interested in like subbing? I need more people. And I don't like doing anything half-assed. So I was like, let me like take some time, practice on friends. Cause I've always had a knack for it, especially performing and, you know, being in shows my whole life, like you have to do your makeup. And lots of times I would do it for my friends that were in shows with me. So I've always loved it, but it never like occurred to me that it could be a career for myself. Right. But like I said, I would never jump into something like that without taking like every, you know, learning everything I can. So I took the time and I would send you like pictures constantly. Like yeah. I just did this person's makeup and like I'm doing my makeup right now. Like I would be practicing constantly. And finally I was like, okay, I'm ready. I think I can do one. Yeah. And it's been three years. Yeah. And, and it's been amazing. And you're amazing at it. And you have such great bedside manner. And because that's half of it. I mean, sure, totally. you could paint a face. But it's like, how do you respond in the studio? And that's why I trust you so much because you are so good at that. Um, and I just feel like makeup is a really interesting hyphen to add to your artist identity because like there are things that we can do uh, simultaneously, but not maybe in the moment. Like uh, I can't photograph and be in a show at the same time. Right. But you can do that. Like if it is a benefit concert, like backstage, you can do other people's Which makeup. Which I have done. <laughs> exactly. And also still perform in it. So exactly. it's a really kind of lucrative um, uh, skill you know, that you can absolutely kind of balance at the same time. Well, yeah. I mean, for like for me, so I, after I stopped working for Seth, I kind of found more um, personal assisting jobs or like nannying jobs. And it was soul sucking. Hated it. Just like, I mean, I did it forever. I mean, there's also one other thing that I did that I was actually very proud of, which we can talk about, but, um, which is like another hyphen to my, you know, thing. But, um, But this is by far, like doing makeup is, I mean, it has literally become a second career, second passion, but I've never been happier with like, quote unquote, a side job, which is hard to call it that at this point. But I mean, if you want to say it that way, this has just been, I mean, and obviously I owe it to you, which is like been incredible, but yeah, this has been just the, if you can find something that you are just happy and excited to do when you're not in a show and still make money doing it. Nothing into everything. You guys, I'm not, I'm not even drunk. This is how I'm not even in drunk. our studio. I, I 
uh, trip over lights. You are a liability. But um, (laughs) so, yeah, if you can find something and I know it's easier said than done and I've done all of the other shitty ones like I get it. But like but I knew that this was something that I liked or, you know, just we probably had many conversations about it even before I started. Like you just have to find those weird ins, those doors Mm -hmm. to open. That's something I've been pretty good at. And I'm. Yeah. I always say that if you see a hole, you have to fill it. <laughs> <laughs> sure do. In a non, in, <laughs> I know that it sound like it's just going to sound sexual, <laughs> but Listen. it's true. Like if, if you see a window of opportunity, then yes. you have to dress that window, baby. <laughs> you have to wave through it. <laughs> wave through it. Weave. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's true though. It's like you, you have to see where there are things missing right? and be able to just kind of be like, this is where I can, I'm the first person to do this. I'm not, you know what I'm, and and really just like cultivate that. And look, people will look at you like you are insane. Yeah. Um, When I started photography, people that have known me for very long would be like, so like, how's Michael Kushner photography going? Totally. Cause it's jealousy because they didn't, do it them, you know, yeah. put in the effort to do it themselves. Yeah. And now it's quite the opposite reaction. And it's like, it, it's, it's just a matter of sticking to your guns and literally, uh, well, I'm anti-gun, but, uh, it's, <laughs> it's sticking to your, you know, impulses and, and really figuring out what you want to do and do yeah. it. <laughs> what am no, I trying it, to say? It is, but I it's get distracted by a horn and down I know. 40 flights. And it's amazing. Like, <laughs> it is, this view is distracting. It's, it's so amazing. Beautiful, right? Um, no, it is like, it is really important to be creative in finding things that you might not typically do. So yeah. like, you know, I didn't know that I was going to make, make up a career, but I did always, do people's makeup, you know, for even if I was just getting ready with a girlfriend, we would, I would do their makeup. And like, I think it makes complete sense that this ended up happening in my life. But like, you know, like I said, I'm sure before, I don't think it was such a black and white conversation between you and I, like your makeup looks good. Do my, do makeup for me. I think like we probably were having like a conversation about something that just led to this happening. And I think that you just have to constantly put yourself in those situations, right. you know, and plus you have to do the work. Like I, you wouldn't have ever let me trusted me in doing makeup for someone's headshots, which is such a huge deal. Right. Um, if you didn't, you know, if I hadn't proven to you that I was capable and I chose to put in the work to do that. Right. Yeah. And so many people are so thrilled with what you do in the room and, you know, you do create such a great space where it's like, if you don't like anything, please tell me and yeah. we will and we will fix it. Absolutely. You know, you do. I mean, that is something that is said in the studio a million times. So For sure. It, so we let the client really feel like they have the opportunity to just agency. Yes, exactly. And I think it also comes from like the many times that I've gotten my hair and makeup done for weddings or whatever it may be. And like actually being scared of saying that I didn't like something because I was scared to offend them. Right. But like, I don't have that feeling. It's also not about us. Right. That's, that's exactly the point. Like this couldn't be less about me. Why would I ever have an ego about it? Right. Exactly. Like the point is to make them feel good. So like, 
please tell me. Like, that's so important to me because the last thing I'd want is for them to actually be unhappy and like leave. And those were the photos, you know, I, you know what I mean? So it's just like, I think that I try to do what I can to make them feel as comfortable as possible to say like, eh, too much eyebrow, too much. Well, you know, like, just tell me. I love it. Do you have any tips for someone that's about to get their headshots and they um, are getting hair and makeup with their photos? What should they do to prepare? What should they, what sort of questions should they have? Um, what do totally. you- Totally. Um, I think like it's obviously a little more specific to each makeup artist or hair um, hair person. Um, but uh, I think that good questions to ask are like when it comes to hair, like should I come with my hair dry? Should I come with my hair wet, clean, dirty? Those, like for instance, I like, you know, a second day dry hair so that I can- <clears throat> easily curl it or wave it or whatever I need to do. I love that Brit is like so intrigued. She's like, okay. Like, yeah. Oh, that? yes. Oh my God. A hundred percent. I love, yeah. You were literally staring at her like, okay, cool. I love that. I love I that like, too. Great. I didn't notice but I love it. Um, so that's, those are good questions when it comes to hair, be specific about what you're looking for. Like if you want, you know, a blowout or if you just want curls, if you want it straight, whatever you're looking for. And then for makeup, I would say, um, you know, a lot of people say like the week before they do lots of face masks and which, you know, is great. And I definitely think you should. I'm not the best at doing those things. I'm not going to lie. It's just never been a part of my routine. Right. Um, I moisturize. That's like a given because I have such dry skin, especially in the winter. But um, know your skin type. Know if your skin, if you have dry skin or if you have more like oily skin, because the foundation we use might be different. Like if you say you have dry that skin. the third time you knocked into I won't be knocking because I keep my headphones keep sliding because I'm doing the one off. Yeah, like, you you're know. so funny. Guys, it's Mariah. a process. <laughs> exactly. I'm living my Mariah dreams. Um So yeah, know your skin type. I think that's super important. And have an idea if you can of what you're looking for. Pictures are everything. Yeah, we Come love pictures. with pictures. Because if you do have trouble explaining what you want, it's in a picture. And yeah. then I'll be like, done, no problem. Yeah. And obviously, if you don't have a picture and you do have trouble explaining, I'll get there with you. We can look someone up on our right. phones. We, we will get there. But I think if you are, if you're listening and you are wondering the best way to do it, it is like, think about who people have told you you look like. Yeah, you know, a, a celebrity or that you think you look like and look up all of their photos. Look up on a casual day. Look up like when they're at the Oscars or whatever, the, the Tonys, whatever the case may be. And just like know, just be in the know. That's right. really all you can do because we will work together and I love collaborating. But like anything you can tell me is always good. That's why I always, you know, talk about specificity. And, yes. you know, well, Michael's it- amazing at getting the most specific everything out of his clients. So that's like the most helpful and like amazing thing for me because uh-huh. it helps me too for that, like get them what they are looking for. I just, you know, I, I, <clears throat> it, it's, if you're going to go out for a job, if you're going to send in a photo for something specific, we, it needs to have a, an energy and a focus and a really for specific sure. emo. It needs to evoke a very specific emotion and it, and it 50% of that is the look yeah. of it as well. So that's all really, really great information. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest takeaway with that is to just communicate and be really specific. And also to uh, not be afraid to communicate. And to say if you don't like something. Yeah. 
I think I will not be offended. Like there's maybe been a few times where like it might've just been in the way someone said something that like might've gotten to me or me just feeling bad if they didn't like love something. But like it's literally, I can't even tell you, like I don't look at it that way at all. I just know how important this day is, especially as an actor, which I think is really cool to be able to relate in that way with everyone who comes in. But like, I I know that they're paying for this. I know that they're nervous most of the time. And yeah. that all I want to do is make them feel comfortable. Um, now, it's interesting that you brought, you know, especially as an actor, that's what you said. It, it, it's interesting that you bring that up because you have shared with me some really cool recent discoveries of yourself as a performer um, since you've started doing makeup. Can you share some of those things? So um, so because I found this love for makeup and it's actually been, you know, keeping me very busy, which again, thank you to Michael. Um, <laughs> Cause You're he's welcome. amazing and everybody okay. goes to him um, so and funny. should go to him. Um, so it, I still, I'm starting to feel fulfilled in, which I never thought could happen in another um, aspect of the industry, uh, which no matter what, I will never stop performing. Um, I was just in an off-Broadway show and I am always doing concerts and all of that good stuff. But like, it's interesting that I actually do feel so fulfilled. So that being said, in doing something else. So that being said, what I've expressed to Michael is that um, I now feel like I can be even more like picky and specific about the things that I um, want to go out for. And, uh, you know, I don't feel like I need to be necessarily at everything and anything and be seen by everyone and anyone because I'm, you know, I didn't go to school for theater and I, more than anything, singing is my number one passion. And so as long as I feel like um, I'm doing things in singing and, and being in concerts or being in shows that like spending the most time that I can preparing for the one audition that I really want to be in right. that I don't, I don't beat myself up over that anymore right. because um, I feel so happy doing more than one thing and it's, I'm still surrounded by the industry. So it's like really awesome. So it's helped me just be more specific in what I'm looking for and and not feel like I need to like, you know, when I first moved here and I was literally doing like waking up at, the crack of dawn and right. being at everything, which, you know. I wish that for everyone. Yeah. Because uh, I, I do think that as artists, as actors, as performers, that we really should only go out for the things that we know we can book, right. not that we think we can or my agent really wants me to go out for this. Because when you spend your energy on these very – specific things i think that you go in more prepared and i think that you uh feel a little more connected to the actual piece i see so many artists go out for so many things that a question that i ask in the studio is tell me some of the auditions that you've been going on lately you know i want to know so i can like use that as a common denominator to figure out the the some of the feels for these photos and i can't get an answer because i think that there's so much saturated information for sure that 
it's like you can't there's so much that you can't even pull out one one audition one breakdown right well because the, exactly it's oversaturated and they're they are driving themselves crazy thinking <laughs> that they have to go to everything that i don't think that they're focusing literally like on themselves like it's just what they think is supposed to be it's not what they personally would like excel at right and i think that that's that's the one thing it's like you know when i talk to uh, it can be clients it could be friends it could be whoever it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be a very uh, a particular relationship but i think one of the frustrations is that it's uh i think that there's so much going on so yeah. much diluted energy that if 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 it was just focused more um and you gave your goodies away in in the one thing that you really yeah. wanted well think about and i feel a little like disconnected from this world at the moment but like the that hairspray call that just happened right which i was just like wow nothing has ever made me feel better about my choices because right. I'm not going to sit stand in the freezing cold for hours. And I heard that they broke it down to four bars yeah, in four the room. Cut. I, I don't even know what that is. Like, what yeah. is that? <laughs> it's literally just, uh, and like, you know. I mean, you know, it's just the end of a phrase or like the last phrase of a song. <laughs> and you're just like, cool. Like, yeah. I hate myself. <laughs> like, no. this is terrible. What would your, what's your go-to eight bar cut? Um, I guess for a while it was Alone by Heart. Uh-huh. Um, what part was it? It was, I guess, verse into chorus into just like your two belty alones at the end. I've never done an eight bar cut, but mine would be, who am I? Two, four, six, so thank you. Oh, yes. <laughs> also like have no voice right now did you hear all the nodes just like nodesing it's fine it's we love like, it that's why i'm um, talking down here because i'm like i have no upper register right now. i know and i was like i'm i can't <laughs> sing anything right now either um yeah so that just like makes me feel like okay i'm doing something right i think and like look i hope people booked from that audition i really do but like why would there ever be that many people there? Everybody's right for that show. Like I, you know, like think about it really right, hard. Right, 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 right. <laughs> We're not all pennies. Right. We're not all Tracys. <laughs> We're not all seaweeds. It's like be specific, you know. Yes. And uh, that, and that's the thing. It's like, oh god, it makes me. Oh, people were probably at that building at three a.m. Hundred percent. You know and. I just go, you could be devoting your artistry in so many other ways. You do not have to destroy your life no. and risk getting sick by standing outside. You do not have to not do that. Not at all. And I, you reminded me of like, I guess another hyphenate for me. I've created a lot of my own work. I was gonna bring. Oh, I was gonna bring that up next. Sorry. So no, no. So you do, you do create a lot of your own work. You had a great show with Alana. Yeah, we did. It's a man's world. My friend Alana Gabrielle and I, um, and it was a show that we sung um, all men's songs. And honestly, like we say this story in our show because it's exactly what happened. We were like at brunch, and like we basically do every Sunday, and we were like, just you know talking about everything and we were saying how we really want to do a show because 
we we both went to Berkeley and we want to sing with a band and all of that stuff. And the idea just came because I I tend to sing more guy songs. I love classic rock and all of that kind of stuff. And she feels the same way. And so we decided to band together and put on this awesome show. And then and then it got a little more like in the feminist route because of everything going on in the world right. and, how, and our beliefs and everything. But um, but yeah, it we produced it completely on our own. Yeah, we put it we came up with the songs, we arranged some of them, you know, we obviously had people helping with like a lot of the music and we had a band and all and backup singers, but like, you know, and, and Michael took our photos and all of that amazing stuff. But like when it came down to it, we produced it. And like, that's a big deal, you know, to do for almost, I mean, it was our first time doing it the first yeah. time that we did it. And uh, like producing something, and that was the fifth time you hit that. Just letting you know, I'm gonna definitely keeping hit this mic thing out. ten thousand times. I can't take I, a shot every time you hear Lindsay hit that mic. <laughs> <laughs> they love me here, guys. Um, and so we just like dove in. We didn't know what we were doing, and the first time I think we spent more money than we ever had to. But we right. also learned the second time and did not do that the second time. You know, like right. you just you have to take risks. You have yeah. to do these things, and I couldn't be happier. It's so much fun. I love it. And producing a cabaret, it it's uh, it's an exciting adventure, but it's also uh, it's not risk free. But it's a good right. it's a good environment to be able to take risks and fail. Right. And you know because at the end of the day, you're gonna put on a show. Yeah. One show, maybe two in an evening. People will come. Right. And everyone will have a fun time. Yes. There's no commercial stakes to it. It's like you're not losing money. So it's yeah. it, it, it's pretty it, – if you want to start feeling what it's like, you know, put together a night of songs. Yeah, it's and you, it doesn't have to be so detailed. It could literally just be songs I love and you sing it and you don't have to have that much banter. Like there's so many different ranges of shows, types of shows you can put on depending on how much work you want to put into it, you know, or you start slow and then, you know, if you enjoy it, you can put on a whole scripted cabaret. You can yeah. do whatever, you know, you want, but the point is you're doing it and, and it's, yeah. it's, it fulfills you. It's like, you know, the same way that I dove into doing makeup or whatever, like if I wasn't in a show at that time, I was like, I can't not be singing. So I'm going to do right. that. Like that. I just want to be doing something. But you also have a self produced project that you do and that's empire sessions. Right. So, and that's something completely on your own that it's, you know, you've kind of put together your resources. Resources is something that I talk a lot about with multi-hyphenating. You have to, you have to come up with a tribe where you can, you know, really use your resources and mm -hmm. really understand like who your resources are. And do you want to talk a little bit about Empire Sessions? Yeah, or? absolutely. So I uh, was very blessed with this awesome studio apartment that I found like six years ago. Um, my sister-in-law actually found it for me and it has a really beautiful view of the Empire State Building. And again, like I saw that I have this amazing view. I was like, how can I take advantage of this? Like, what can I do? And I was like, I'm just going to like 
do cover songs in front of this view and then bring on friends to sing them with me. And, you know, it's more like an acoustic vibe. And um, I haven't done one in a while, but I am absolutely going to start doing them again. And I keep talking about it with Michael because it has to happen. Yeah, um, we have to get that on the calendar. Yeah, but I... This it's, is a good excuse now because you're talking about it on this podcast. I know, so everybody <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's really just a, a way to be creative, a way to put yourself out there. I can't even tell you, I mean, I can name two or three shows that I've booked because of content I have on yeah. social media. I mean, yeah. I feel like we can spiral into so many different conversations within one conversation, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, so having content is really important. It fulfills you artistically and it also just has you know it gives you something to put out there for people to see yeah it's true i mean lynn's like i think that you are such a such an amazing artist you have such an identity of like who you are but you also lead with wonder and discovery you're always like at the edge of possibility and like wondering what's next or mm -hmm. like how you can discover something new totally. and that's something that i see every day and i and i know that people are affected by that in a positive way uh, thank you and i'm so glad that we were able to talk tonight. Me too. This was so much fun and way less. I mean, I wasn't nervous because it's you. Yeah. But I just like I know myself and I can say I can jumble my words like crazy. But great. I feel like we did good. Guys, everyone give it up for <laughs> Lindsay. Thanks. You're great. You're great. Um, I'll see you in the studio. Literally. Okay. See I do. Where, well, where can we find you? Well, my Instagram is. No, like, what's your oh, address? No, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm like, oh, you want to come over? <laughs> Let's have a party. <laughs> um, my Instagram, I have two. I have my personal one, which is Lynn's Lav, L-I-N-D-S-L-A-V. And then I have my makeup page, which is Looks by Lavin. Um, and otherwise, you know, just look me up, Lindsay Lavin. I'm on YouTube. I'm on all the things. Yeah, she is. <laughs> all right. Bye, babe. Bye. You're amazing. Love You're you. amazing. Thank you. Love you. This podcast is produced by the Broadway Podcast Network. Make sure to find me online via Instagram at the Michael Kushner or at the Dressing Room Project, or on Twitter at mkushnerphoto, and visit me online via bpn.fm/dearmultihyphenate. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together we rise.